been a blessing to me. I've only known Brother Leon. I, I had, had saw, I'd heard of him or saw him on a YouTube video from some church or something one time. And I thought, man, this guy's a good preacher. I didn't know I'd ever going to get to meet him. But God has a way of working things out, putting people together and things like that. And so, uh, anyway, the Lord worked it out for Leon, Brother Leon and I to to meet and get together. He came by one Sunday night a couple of years ago and, and preached for us on Sunday night. Emma got the Holy Ghost that night. And then we had scheduled a revival meeting with him for a few nights about a year and a half ago. And now here he is back and still blessing us with the Word of God. And I want you to put your hands together and welcome to this pulpit, Evangelist Leon Batchelor. God bless you, my brother. Amen, 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 amen. Oh, the Lord is sweet this morning. I like that little song, man. I like that little, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. That was, hallelujah, kind of like Bluebell. I can tell you how good it is, but if you don't ever taste it, you'll never know. Is it battery? There we go. All right. Praise God. You know, nowadays, uh, sometimes preachers, they lose their anointing over microphones. Not me. I remember preaching when we had Radio Shack microphones that would drive you nuts with a bouncing back and all that stuff. I just throw it down. Hallelujah. Amen. So glad you're in the house of the Lord this morning. Thank the Lord for the rain. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's wonderful. That, that uh, uh, the, the praise and worship, you, you just bless me. Amen. Now, I'm going to tell you, my wife will tell you. See, I'm, I'm, I'm just a country boy. And uh, I like bluegrass music. And fiddles really make me, I like fiddles. But that wasn't no fiddle. I thought it was a fiddle. But that violin was is a blessing, sis. Amen. What a what a blessing. Man, I heard that and I said, listen to that. Hallelujah. Just beautiful. Just beautiful. Hallelujah to God. Amen. Sometimes, sometimes we 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 think God is trapped in our mentality box. Hallelujah. But God, God's, you, you know, he's not an American God. He's a world God. He's not an American culture God. He's a world culture God. Hallelujah. We're so honored and blessed to be here. We love this church and we love, you know, uh, we, we got friends. My wife is uh, working part-time for Sister Donna Schambach and, and uh, she's the daughter of the late R.W. Schambach and and that's big time ministry, and they 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 like they like inner city, they like big city ministries. And I was talking to Sister Donna the other day, and I said, "You go ahead, Chicago, Detroit, L.A., New York. 
I've been in all them cities, and to be honest with you, I don't like none of them. I'm like John Denver. Thank God I'm a country boy. Hallelujah. I like, I like rural America. I like it in places like this. Coming out of the restaurant last night, I made the left-hand turn, and I turned too quick, and I turned into one lane because that big Barry was there, and I, uh, I'm, I'm getting older, and I, you just do stupid stuff. And Anyway, but there wasn't but one car coming. He stopped, let me make a U-turn, get straightened out because I was on the wrong way, going the wrong way. If I'd done that in New York City, you'd get run over. You know, thank God for rural America. Hallelujah to God. I love it. Amen. Hallelujah to God. I, I, we was in Dallas the other day, and I, I, I told my wife, I said, there is no way I would put myself in this situation every day of my life. I, would not, I, I understand why people get mad and shoot people. I understand that totally. If you was in that every single day of your life, you, one day you'd just lose it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Book of Job, <clears throat> chapter 1. I'm going to begin reading in verse uh, 13. But before I start reading, a uh, pastor friend of mine in, in Miami, Florida, told me, said, uh, 2 o'clock in the morning, one of my constituents called me. Pastor, what are you doing? That's a dumb question to ask somebody what you're doing at 2 in the morning. He said, I'm sleeping. Well, I can't sleep. He said, I've had two dreams of the book of Job. And pastor said, son, that ain't Job. That's a job. And God's telling you, you need to get a job. Now go to sleep and get up and go look for a job. Hallelujah. True story. Hallelujah. So some things ain't always as it appears to be. Amen. All right. There was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house, and there came a messenger unto Job and said, the ox were plowing, and the donkeys were feeding beside them, and the Sabians fell upon them and took them away, and they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped. While he was yet speaking, there came another and said, The fire of God has fallen from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I alone have escaped. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said the Chaldeans of three bands came and stole all the camels and slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only have escaped. While he was yet speaking, there came another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking in the oldest brother's house. There came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young men, and they were all dead, and I alone have escaped. Then Job arose, rent his mantle, shaved his head, fell upon the ground, and worshipped. I love that verse right there. 
And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return. The Lord has gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I love this. And in all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Hallelujah. This sounds like, and it is a pretty horrific story. This all began when the devil appeared before God. And God said, where you been? And he said, I've been everywhere. What you been doing? He said, I've been walking up and down in the earth looking for somebody to devour. And God said, have you considered my servant Rick Hensley? Hallelujah. Maybe your name in there. And the devil said, well, I've thought about him, but you got a hedge built around him, and I can't touch him. And God said, I'll take the hedge down. See, sometimes when you think all hell's broke against you, it might simply be that God is bragging on you. It might simply be, see, Jesus said, I'm going to build a church and the gates of hell shall never prevail against it. How would we know that to be true if we never faced the gates of hell? And so God just bragged on Job a little bit. Hallelujah. In this passage of scripture I read to you, verse 16, 17, and 18 says these words. And while he was yet speaking, there came also another. I want to speak to you this morning on this subject for a few minutes. If it ain't one thing, it's another. If it ain't one thing, (laughs) every one of us in this building this morning has made that statement. Sometimes young people just kill me. (laughs) We we get around a bunch of young preachers and, and they always be talking about, we need something that's relevant for our day. Sometimes I hate that word. We need something that's relevant for this generation. May I submit to you, all you millennials and all you elders, X, Y's, and Z's, that this right here is relevant to every generation from the day that it was recorded to this day today this is you will find nothing more relevant to any generation than this right here whoa hallelujah (laughs) this book is relevant to every generation Peter said this is for you and your children and your children's children, and all those that are a long ways from here. Hallelujah. Lots of things happened to Job. He was the wealthiest man in the country, and he loved God with all of his heart. When his kids forgot to give and sacrifice, Job would sacrifice daily for his children. 
lest they forget. That's another good message right there. You do all kinds of things for your kids except give to God for them. I got my wife hand clapping. That's about it. <laughs> Hallelujah. But Job, he, he went to bed one day, got up one morning. He was the richest man in the country. The blessings of God was on his life. But overnight, God and the devil had a conversation. God took down the hedge and God said, there he is. Do what you please. Can't kill him. <laughs> and before the sun went down that afternoon, Job was flat broke. He went from being a millionaire to being nobody in one day. All, his, all of his cattle was taken and he was gone. The stock market had crashed. Madoff took all of his money. And he went from being a wealthy guy to having nothing. Financial crisis may be looming at your door today. But I don't come to preach just a sad gospel. The last time I preached this message was a long time ago. And the next night when I showed up for church, a man met me in the parking lot and said to me, you're that guy that preached last night. And I said, yes, sir. He said, that's the sorriest sermon I ever heard in my life. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. And I said, finally, I said, well, did you listen to the end of the story? I don't care, he said. That's the sorriest sermon I've ever heard. I said, well, maybe it'll get better tonight. He said, I hope so. <laughs> and when I walked in the tabernacle, it was a big outdoor tabernacle. When I walked in the tabernacle, this lady come from way back over there and come running over here, shook my hand and said, sir, that's the best sermon I ever heard in my life you preached last night. Oh, hallelujah. My thought to you this morning is, if it ain't one thing, it's another. Financial crisis come. Every one of us knows stuff happens in threes. So when your refrigerator goes out, just be looking. The dishwasher's on the next thing. When the dishwasher goes out, just be waiting because the battery's going dead on the car. <laughs> Everything just happens. Bam, bam, bam. If it, it just, why does it happen? I don't know. If it ain't one thing, it's another. You may forget my name, my face, but you will never forget this message because uh, it's relevant to your life. It's relevant to your situation. Uh, when, when, when all the world comes collapsing in on you, it's one thing after another. It seems like the harder you try, the behinder you get. The ox are gone, sheep are gone, the donkeys are gone, the camels are gone. My whole life savings is gone. If it ain't one thing, it's another. Once I was audited by the infernal revenue. You heard me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Three years of living torture. Three years of living torture. If it ain't one thing, it's another. 
hallelujah to God. I fought the internal revenue for three years. I prayed and I fasted. When I got that letter in the mail, and I opened that letter up and it said, you owe us $28,000. All I could see was my house is gone. My cars are gone. My wages are garnished. That didn't shake me up because nothing from nothing is nothing. <laughs> Hallelujah to God. But you hear all these horrible stories. They garnish, they take, they take, they take. Amen. But something rose up in me. Hallelujah. said, I don't know this. I'm blood bought. For the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and you might have it more abundantly. So I didn't get real shook up by it. I was a little nervous, I will admit. And when I met the auditor, that auditor was the devil's sister. And if it ain't one thing, it's another. When I presented my given statement from the church, she said, we don't accept this. I didn't know what to say. So I stood up like Paul the apostle and said, I appeal to a higher power. If it ain't one thing, it's another. Financial crisis. How am I going to get out of this? I didn't even make $28,000. But you've got to prove that to them folks. Hallelujah. Because they believe all preachers lie. My next auditor. I went there to meet the next auditor two years later. This guy. No offense to nobody. I'm just telling you a fact. He had a ponytail down to here. He had a t-shirt up to here and a beer belly. A government employee. I thought, God, I am burnt today. <laughs> I sat down there at his desk. He looked at my file. He said, what's the problem? I said, well, anyway, I went into it. He said, what do, what do you do for a hobby in life? I said, I go to church. He said, what do you do for entertainment? I said, I go to church. He said, what do you do for Something else. I said, I go to church. If it ain't one thing, it's another. And that guy rolled back in his big old chair, put his head up on, feet on the desk. He looked at me. He said, what do you do for funeral honorariums? I said, sir, I pastor a country church. And when we bury the dead, we normally have to take up offerings to pay for the funeral. He said, what do you do for wedding honorariums? I said, sir, I pastor a country church. When young couples get married in my church, I have to give them money to pay for their honeymoon. He rolled back, Brother Ricky, and he said, you know what, sir? He said, I believe you because my grandfather was just like you. I walked out of there, hallelujah. I walked, if it ain't one thing, it's another. One young man said to me, how long I gotta deal with this? I said, no, Jesus comes. The next thing that happened to Job was a tornado hit his kid's house and they was all gathered there, 10 kids having a party and a tornado hit the house and killed all 10 of them and their families, destroyed all of them. I, I don't want to minimize death, but I do want to let you know, I, I got pastor friends that have buried their children. It, it's been a, hor a, a horrific ordeal and things they go through. But Job buried 10 children at one time. 
Last year, a drunk driver in Texas hit a Baptist church van coming back from a camp, killed 13. A drunk driver killed 13 members of one church. A shooter went in a church and killed so many people in one church. Coming out of Louisville, Kentucky, an Assembly God church many, many years ago on a bus coming back from Cincinnati from the park. A drunk driver hit the bus, caught it on fire, and killed, killed I don't remember how many in that from one church. These things are, if it ain't one thing, it's another. Bad things happen to good people. If it ain't one thing, but Jesus said, when you see all this stuff happening in your life, lift up your head for your redemption draweth nigh don't get shook by it when all this stuff started happening Job shaved his head bowed down and worshiped God lifted up his eyes said the Lord is given the Lord is taken away blessed be the name of the Lord if it ain't one thing it's another that will keep on coming but one day hallelujah Job said though the worms eat my flesh Yet I shall see God. Woo, hallelujah. If it ain't one thing, it's another. I was thinking about this this morning. It's kind of funny. I'll throw this in here. It's about death, how you make death funny. But this really happened to me. I was a young pastor. A lady in my church called me 5 o'clock in the morning. Said, I need you to come pray for my husband. He's dying. I said, okay, I'll, I'll be there about 7 o'clock. She said, no, he's dying. I need you to come now. I said, okay. So I got out of bed, getting dressed. And I was walking out the door. She called. She said, don't come. He died. I said, okay, I'm sorry. No, you don't. I said, I'll come be with you. She said, no, I don't, I don't want you to come. Okay, so we talked. She said, I, I need you to do the funeral. I said, okay. I, I, I was... Young pastor, I never preached a funeral. I was scared to death. I said, I, I, I never preached a funeral. I don't know your husband. I anyway, I said, I got this elderly, fatherly minister, and he does a lot of funerals for people he don't know. He's been in our community for years. Just take care of it for me. I said, I'll do it. So we had a graveside service. Got my friend to do the funeral. Me and Sister Robbie sang, and we went out there. We sang a little bit. Preacher done the funeral. Wife wasn't there. About 20 people there. Wife wasn't there. So after the funeral, I said, well, let's go by the house. We go by the house because I'm going to check on her. We go by the house. She's out there hanging up clothes on the clothesline. So I get out and I said, we had your husband's funeral. You wasn't there. Are you all right? She said, well, no, me, no need of me being there. He's dead. What's I going to do? You want some coffee? I said, no, I don't want no coffee. Bye. <laughs> if it ain't one thing, it's another. <laughs> Hallelujah to God. Some of y'all scratching your head right now. I just don't believe that. It's true. <laughs> Hallelujah. Next thing that happened, the devil come back and he couldn't get Job down because he was broke. Couldn't get him down because he bared all of his children. He kept on worshiping God. The devil went back and said, if you'll let me touch him, I'll finish him off. And God said, he's mine. I, I, he loves me. He, he worships me. He honors me. He's faithful to me. He ain't a four-time-a-year Christian. 
Easter, Mother's Day, and Christmas and a birthday. He loves the house of God. I'm gonna step here and preach a little bit right now. He loves the house of God. Before I was saved, I hated the house of God. I didn't even want to see a church driving down the road. I didn't want to see a billboard advertising churches. I didn't even want nobody from church talking to me before I got saved. Before I got saved, when people from a church would come by our house, I'd tell my brother and sister, tell them I ain't here. And out the back door I'd go, don't look so holy. Some of you men done the same thing. But since I've been saved, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Since I've been saved, it's getting quiet now. Since I've been saved, I like hanging out at the church. Since I've been saved, I like hearing church music. Since I've been saved, I just want to go where Jesus is. And it's a guaranteed promise. Where two or three gather in my name, there am I in the midst. I can't help it. I just love church. I'm addicted to church. I got to get my fix from the house of God. Being in God's house. If it ain't one thing, it's another. Church folks are driving you crazy. If you don't believe me, ask the waiter and the waitress at the restaurant. They hate waiting on church people. They're the sorriest tippers in the country. How do you know that? Because my wife used to wait tables. Y'all ain't shouting now. Hallelujah. If your favorite secular musician comes to town, you buy a $40 ticket to go hear him. The gospel singer come to church you might give them a dollar. If it ain't one thing, it's a <laughs> Lord, he done lost all of his anointing. <laughs> Hallelujah. I have been known to preach mad and they thought I was anointed. <laughs> if it ain't one thing, it's another. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. And Job said, just let me touch him. The devil said to Job, let me touch him, to God. And the next thing, Job woke up in boils from his head to his feet. He lost all of his money. He buried all of his kids. And he was sick. His friends come to see him and they sat for seven days and looked at him and never said a word. He was such a pitiful sight. If it ain't one thing, it's another. He'll attack your pocketbook. He'll attack your family. And he'll attack your body. And sometimes it's one day after another. If it ain't one thing, it's another. But in all this, Job sinned not. And never charged God foolishly. I've had people tell me if I could see a miracle, I'll live for God. You lie because miracles don't make you live for God. Relationship causes you to live for God. Hallelujah. We ain't no different than the Israelites and they saw the greatest miracles of mankind. Amen. 
all the plagues of Egypt and the parting of the Red Sea and three days later they're ready to go back to Egypt and people today ain't no different as long as they feel God as long as there's an emotion as long as there's a happiness as long as oh hallelujah oh glory to God I feel the Holy Ghost as long as we got all that we're just serving God but when, when, when all hell breaks loose against you and sickness and disease and poverty and death comes reeking in on you we just want to throw up our hands I ain't going back to church I ain't going to live for God you need to get yourself been strapping the boots and pull them up gird up your loins like a man some blood bought I'm the redeemed of the Lord I'm Holy Ghost field I'm going to serve God Job said though God slay me I will trust him Oh, hallelujah. In all the years I've served God, I've been broke more than anything else. I get so sick of evangelists putting it on Facebook. Broke down, flat tire, car won't start. The other day, I don't never get drug into stuff, but I was sick of it. And I put on there, if it ain't working, you need to get a job. Well, that created a fire. <laughs> Hallelujah. One guy's broke down on the side of the road with his video camera. I got a flat on my dually and I don't know what I'm going to do. Somebody please help me. My God. I said, what you need to do is go buy you a good vehicle you can depend on. Hallelujah. But if it ain't one thing, it's another. Hallelujah. The church ain't no different. I pastored almost, well, 30 years altogether, 29 in one church and interim at another church. While I was interim at that one church, on Easter Sunday morning, the head deacon got it in for me. I was 24 years old. Looked like Porter Wagner and weighed 110 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> 28 in the waist, hallelujah. That was a long time ago, Brother Rick. <laughs> Glory to God. Precious memories. <laughs> How they linger. <laughs> Woo! Easter Sunday morning. The head deacon met me in the fellowship hall. Me and my wife was living back in the fellowship hall trying to help the church. Staying back there. And he met me back there. He said, I'm going to whip your so-and-so. A three-letter word. Head deacon. Started with an A and ended with an S. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> Glory to God. I said, well, go ahead. You're about 250. You'll probably do that. But when you get through, I'm going to crawl out there. I'm going to get on that pulpit and I'm going to preach today because it's Easter Sunday. Hallelujah. If it ain't one thing, it's another. He got so mad, he went out and sat on the front seat. And when I come up to preach, I was dumb and ignorant then. I looked right at him and said, 300 people there. I said, today is Easter, and I'm preaching here today with the devil sitting on the front seat. 
Hallelujah. If it ain't one thing, it's another. That, that day I was mad not anointed. <laughs> and while he yet spake, there came another. And there came another. And there came another. 30 years of pastor and I learned a few things. Hallelujah. People will drive you nuts. In one of our services, a lady stood up and run down every pastor in the country. And I'm a real introvert personality, believe that or not, but my wife will tell you. Very introvert. I just don't like dealing with folks. Ministry would be wonderful. We didn't have to deal with people. It'd be, a, be an awesome thing. <laughs> Hallelujah. The rewards are fantastic, but some of this other stuff. But I, I, I'm like Jesus. I'm real compassionate and I'm not really easily provoked. But Jesus did make a whip and turn over the table of the money changers and drove them out of the temple. And she run down every, every preacher in our community. And I had the, my righteous indignation just rose up in me. If it ain't one thing, it's another. And when she got through, I stood up. Man, you could hear a quietness fell over the crowd. And I simply said, the reason preachers do a lot of stuff they do like you're talking about is because of people like you. You don't think folks won't frustrate you? Let me tell you about a man named Moses who spent 40 days in the presence of God and God inscribed a tablet, a Bible, and wrote on it all the stuff he wanted him to know and live by and handed it to him. And Moses come off of that mountain and his brother and his sister, hallelujah, and his whole family and the whole church was backslid, built a golden calf and talked about we just throwed in the gold and it popped out. Liar. Pants on fire. If it ain't one thing, it's another. And I said, you know what Moses done? He got so frustrated, he threw down his Bible and broke it all to pieces. So the next time you frustrate somebody, don't get upset if they get in your face. I'm going to get back up here. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> if it ain't one thing, it's another. I told y'all I was country. and I grew up in the country and I, I just relate to country things. And an old country preacher when I first started preaching told me this. An unloaded wagon makes a lot of racket. Now, some of y'all ain't got a clue what I just said. But some of you do know. The one that talks the loudest, makes the most racket, got the least amount. I got four hand claps. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
If it ain't one thing, it's another. I, I don't know much about, my, one side of my family is Baptist. My mama's family, they're, they're all Baptist. My aunts and, and, and all, all, I got cousins that are Baptist ministers. And so one side, but I was raised on the Pentecostal side. So I know a lot about Pentecostals. Baptists, I don't know a whole lot about. I know they're good givers. I preached in a little country Baptist church with 40 people in it a few weeks ago. And the pastor, he's a friend of mine, he gave me the offering. And he said, man, they really like you. It's $2,500. I said, my God, Elizabeth, it's a big one. I'm coming home. I said, can I take out papers with you guys? <laughs> Hallelujah. Unloaded wagon makes a lot of noise. And in Pentecost, I've learned Pentecostals are the loudest and do the least. I preached on wind and fire, but I, I read a scripture just a while ago. It said, and Elijah was in the cave, and the wind blew, and God wasn't in it. And an earthquake came, and God wasn't in it. And a fire came, and God wasn't in it. But then, there was a still, small voice. Uh, if it ain't one thing, it's another. Some, you you got to get, look right over there. If y'all ain't never read that sign right over there on that portable baptistry. Be still and know that I'm God. And if you always talking and running, I told one lady, I said, you talk so much God can't get a word in. Every time she opened her mouth, God told me this. I said, God ain't told you nothing because you ain't never heard nothing. That's the reason God gave us two ears and one mouth. And the scripture said, be slow to speak, slow to wrath. So if you listen more and keep your mouth shut, I know that don't fit in the Pentecostal church, but it fits in the word. If it ain't one thing, it's another. This couple come to preach for me. A friend invited, asked me if I'd allow this couple to preach for her. I never met him. I said, okay. The man's going to come and preach. Well, he got up there and took the microphone and said, I ain't going to preach tonight. My wife is. Well, that made me mad. I got out of the spirit just like that. I said, they done, they, they done pulled one over on me. So he sat down. They start, he, she started preaching, and he was preaching everything she was preaching. And finally, she stopped and she said, are you preaching or am I preaching? <laughs> she wasn't anointed either. <laughs> she was mad and aggravated now. <laughs> he said, go ahead, baby, go ahead. <laughs> Hallelujah. She said, that's good. I'm preaching and you're keeping quiet. Don't talk no more while I'm preaching. <laughs> if it ain't one thing, it's another. About time I got everything going good in church, my praise team went crazy on me. No offense. I'm just telling you what happened. I'm just talking about what happened. A young man come and told me, said, your drummer's playing in honky-tonks Friday and Saturday nights and playing on the stage Sunday morning. That's when I got mad again. 
I said, that ain't going to happen. You can't play in the devil's crowd Friday and Saturday night and come in here and get on God's holy platform and try to bring us into the presence of God. You, you, you can't do that. Now, we, we can't dictate and make people live like we want to live. But when you step into ministry, you, you, you got to walk with God. You got to pray. You, you got to be in tune with God. If you're going to take people into the holy of holies, and uh, if it ain't one thing, it's another. I said, boy, you, you can't play drums there and here and make up your mind. He said, what are you going to do if I don't play the drums? Then I got real mad. I said, son, let me tell you, God ain't built the church on drums, guitars, pianos, and organs. It's built on the word of God. There's enough Church of Christ churches in our nation that ain't got a lick of music in it, and they're having church every week. And if I have to be, matter of fact, we're gonna clean the whole platform. Ain't nobody playing for me next week. Well, that put a quietness in the church. If it ain't one thing, it's another. When I got all that straightened out, the guy that shouts the most, dances the most, plays the music, does the greatest stuff, everything, you know, he come to me and said, I got to confess. This right here is fixing the floor, you're right here. I got to confess. He said, I can't live with it no longer. I said, what you doing? He said, I've been sleeping with my mother-in-law. I, I, 30 years of pastor, you know why I'm bald-headed. Why, why, why I can't hear and why I can't see. If it ain't one thing, it's another. I've been to hell and back, dealing with people and putting up with people. But let, let, let me hurry and get on to the end. When you read the back of the book, uh, chapter 42, uh, this is what it says. Uh, verse number four or five, uh, Job said, God, uh, I've heard about you by the hearing of my ear, but now mine eyes have seen you. Uh, and I made up my mind, uh, no matter what comes, what goes, uh, ain't one thing, it's another. Uh, loud mouths, uh, drunkenness, uh, whoremonging, uh, affairs, uh, adultery, fornication, uh, I am persuaded uh, there is nothing going to move me from the love of God. I'm going to worship. I'm going to praise him. I ain't no hypocrite ever going to shout me down. I'm going to magnify the king of glory because it will always be one thing and another. At one point, Job's wife even looked at him and said, why don't you just cuss God and die? And with his head barely able to lift it, he looked at her and said, woman, you must be out of your ever-loving mind. You talk like a foolish woman. Crazy. The Lord gave us all this, and if he takes it away, we'll just praise him anyway. It must have had an impact because Sister Job got prayed through. How you know that? Because the last chapter said they had 10 more babies. Yeah. 
And his three daughters was the prettiest girls in the whole country. And somebody brought him a team of oxen. Somebody blessed him with a couple of camels, male and female. And the next thing you know, a ram and a lamb. Next thing you know, Job's back on top of the world. Matter of fact, he's got twice as much cattle as he once had. He got 10 children. He's sacrificing for his family because he was persuaded. I will not let one thing after another draw me from the love of God. Would you stand? Hallelujah. And maybe this morning, you, 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 you've been going through some stuff. And bad stuff happens to good people. I've been broke. Had my car repossessed when I first started in the ministry. Had my car repossessed, couldn't find a job. I've been cupboards bare in the house. But here we are, years down the road. And I can testify tonight. I've never pawned anything in my life. Never pawned anything. Sold my wife's wedding dress to get gas money to go to church. Hallelujah. She didn't need it no more. Amen. She wasn't going to get married again. Hallelujah. My dad was an alcoholic, married four times. My mama's been married and divorced 11 times. My sister was married four or five times. My grandma that raised me ended up being married five times. I've been through about 20 divorces in my family, except me and her. But it's always been, something will always come up. Something always come up. But you got to make up in your mind. I'm going to serve God. And if I serve him, it ain't a complicated matter, folks. God made it real simple. You get in this book. You read this book. You walk in this book. Your life is going to be blessed. Going to be some difficult times. And that's why we come to church. That's what I love about church. My daughter had cancer at 17 years old. And the diagnosis and the prognosis and all of it was bleak and dim. And when I looked around at an all-day surgery in a hospital, not one family member stood with us. Not one family member was with not mama, not daddy, not grandma, not grandpa. But my church, Brother Ricky, was my church. That's why I'm so pro-church. Hallelujah, my church, my family. Because Jesus told me a long time ago, if you'll follow me, I'll give you brothers and sisters and I'll give you mamas that you never had. I'm so pro-church. Hallelujah to God. Been lots of stuff happening. That's why we come to the church. Because here, I can gather up with other folk that's going through some stuff. We can cry on one another's shoulders. We can uphold one another. And God will bring us all through it. God will bring us all through it. Is there anybody in this house this morning say that message just touched me? Now you might be that guy that says that's the sorriest sermon I ever heard. 
You won't hurt my feelings. I've heard some sorry sermons myself. And, but you might be that one that says, I sure needed that. I sure needed that. I'm not looking at all the stuff. I'm, I'm looking at coming out. I close with this statement. The Bible says Jesus endured the cross knowing the joy that's set before him. This right here might be Pilate, take a good look at me because this ain't the end. Sunday morning, I'm coming up out of that grave. Hallelujah, I'm coming with victory. If it ain't one thing, it's another. Are you in crisis right now? Anybody in this church want to come and pray with me? And I'll pray with you and we'll lift up your hands and we'll encourage you. We'll pray you through financial crisis. We'll pray you through the hurts of death and pain. It's real sorrow, death and pain and anguish. We'll pray you through that. Divorce, agony, torment. We'll pray you through that. We'll uphold your hands. We'll lift you up and believe God to minister to you. Anybody else? Hallelujah. While they sang, go ahead, sis. Hallelujah to God. This morning, Lord, there's people walking through. People walking through. If it ain't one thing, it's another. My world comes collapsing in. Jesus, we believe you to touch this young man's life today. There's things in his life today. Lord, that he must be assured. He must be assured that you're for him. Lord, that you will take him by the hand and you will walk with him. God, you will undergird him and strengthen him. Lord, let him know today he's not forgotten.